0: hi there i'm andy a moon chasing manifesting wander lover and feel-good aficionado consider me your woo-woo best friend this show is a sacred space for ideas concepts and modalities that might be considered taboo but that i personally find a great magic in And these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? Hi, hi, we are here. It's the second episode of the show. I am super excited. We have a guest today. So officially, this is the first interview of your woo-woo best friend. And I'm super excited because my guest today could basically become my woo-woo best friend. She is really a magical woman. Her name is Jaleesa Cypress. And I was first introduced to Jalisa through one of the women who works on my team, she had just participated in a workshop with jalisa it was an abundance mindset workshop and she was telling me about the work and was super excited about the experience and i had to check out jalisa for myself she is an astrologer by trade you guys know i'm into all things astrology so i was really interested to see what her approach to astrology might be and what i found and Doing a little bit of digging into Jaleesa's work is while she is an astrologer by trade, she does so much work around just what it's like to be a human being on the planet at this time. As she says, a soul in a skin suit on this spinning rock in this universe at this time. And she has a really beautiful way of reminding us that we are all here at this particular time when there is such a massive shift as we enter into this Aquarian age, this age of air, that we all have a purpose at this particular time on this planet, in this universe. So, while Jaleesa and I could have talked about a whole lot of things, we could have talked astrology. We could have talked about love and relationships. We could have talked about manifestation or abundance mindset. We could have talked about a lot of things. She is offering programs, having conversations, just sharing really deep insight and wisdom about all of those things. But I really wanted to talk with her about, we're about to get a little freaky. I wanted to talk to her about quantum quantum theory really and the reason i wanted to have that conversation specifically with her is i attended a workshop that she hosted a couple let's see the first i've attended a couple the first one was a couple months ago and then i attended one recently in which this really became the focus of the conversation and i was so into it i really wanted to have some time to spend going a little bit deeper with her bringing this idea that we're gonna talk about in the show to you guys here on the show and to talk a little bit further about what we're actually able to do and in regards to how we just know and feel and experience things that may not really exist on this plane that we're living on In a normal sense of the word. You'll see what I mean when we get into it. And so I wanted to talk to her about this idea of timelines and quantum theory and the holographic universe, which she specifically gave me some homework. I've got a eight-part series I need to go watch on YouTube all about the holographic universe. So I'm taking that homework, and I'll be getting into it, and then I'll probably want to have her back to talk more about it because I love being in conversation with her. And then we also talk about the idea of being able to be in communication with spirit ancestors, uh, just uh, kind of different forces in the universe besides your average day-to-day human being. And some people use the term, clairvoyance as if it were synonymous with the word psychic and I almost don't even like using this word psychic because as Jaleesa says in the show we all have the ability to channel information and it isn't always the word psychic can kind of lead you to believe that that it's like seeing the future or knowing the future and perhaps that is something that some clairvoyant people might be able to do we're talking about it more in the sense of being able to be in communication, whether it's with your own ancestors, your own spiritual guides, the masters, teachers, loved ones, just folks that perhaps are not existing on this plane. I know that's a little bit, could be a little, we're getting a little freaky. We're getting a little woo woo. That's exactly what we're intending to do here on the show. And I love the way Jalisa talks about it because she says, I ask her in the show, if everyone has the ability to to do this to tune in this way and you'll have to listen to hear what she has to say and before we get into it i want to just break down the different types of clairs the word is c-l-a-i-r-s clairs that's the that's the type of psychic sense and there's there's clairvoyance which clairvoyance is being able to see a message And oftentimes that might come in the form of a metaphor or of just a vision that you might might have some application of what that vision might mean as you're kind of working through the experience. So you'll hear in our conversation. I asked Julissa a question about, we're having this, this conversation about timelines and shifting from one timeline to another and like leaving behind old experiences that might be triggering for you and she has this moment of clairvoyance as she's explaining to me how this this shifting timelines might work and so you'll see she uses a metaphor that really explains gives me some good understanding of how this whole process works there's also clear audience and Claire Audience is it is the type of Claire as if you are hearing the message. I personally had my first real experience of Claire Audience pretty recently. And I've become a whole lot more open to this possibility of Clairvoyance, Claire Audience, and the other Claire's since I took one of Jalisa's workshops, in which within the workshop, she had us do our own channeling. And I had an experience recently. I lost both my grandparents in the last six months. And because of the times that we're in, these COVID times, I wasn't able to see my grandparents before they each passed. They they each were really special to me, as our grandparents and ancestors are. And I felt that I had missed out on an opportunity to have a conversation with my grandfather before he passed. and. Pretty soon after his passing, I had a moment in which I could literally hear him speaking to me. And I've heard that for many folks with clear audience, it's like someone's kind of talking in your mind, like they're giving you the message right into your mind. For me, I could hear it out loud. I spun around as if someone were in the room with me. And then it occurred to me what had happened, the communication that I was getting, and I had this really beautiful moment of knowing that the conversation that I'd wanted to have with my grandfather, I could have it right then and there. He was able to be with me in communication. So I'm finding that that is a, a practice. This audience practice is something I'm really working on further cultivating. There's also Sentience, and Jalisa talks about how she uses Claire sentient messaging and her practice. Clairsentience is really getting a message as a feeling, a really full body sort of feeling. It might be kind of a gut instinct sort of thing. Oftentimes when we think about intuition, we think about getting a gut feeling through intuition. This stuff is not dissimilar. This is sometimes I think our intuition is just us really tuning into our own inner knowing. And sometimes I think intuition is us tuning into our guides, tuning into the masters, the loved ones, the teachers. However it shows up, when it shows up in your body, it's worth listening to. Then there is claircognizance. Claircognizance is knowing. It's as if I'm just going to like use a sci-fi sort of example. It's like taking that computer chip out of your Mac and then like plugging it into the side of your brain, and all of a sudden in your mind, you have all of this information that has just downloaded to you. And you just have a knowing, it's just there. And that's what claircognizance is like. So I encourage you to explore which of the clairs you might personally be the most dialed into. And I suppose I'm spoiling it a little bit that we all have the ability To tune into these experiences to have these types of communication to receive these messages and as we're moving into this new way of being where we are all connected in a really special way I think that those of us that are really focused on those sorts of ways of giving and receiving messages are really going to be Opened up in a really beautiful way. So, let's get into it. Let's talk to Jalisa. I'm super excited to share her with you. After having this conversation, I thought about all the ways I want to continue to chat with her and all the all the other things we could talk about. So, this will definitely definitely be an episode that we'll make. We'll, we'll have a part two for sure. that may be a part three down the road. So, without any further ado. Let's get into my conversation with Jalisa Cypress. Okay, I'm here with Jalisa. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we've been um, We've been over here doing some tech stuff, and you're a pro at this, and I'm brand new. So I'm excited to have you and also to have someone who's a pro
1: at doing this hanging out with me. Oh, thank you. A pro means I unplug and plug my microphone back in but <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> that's, all. that's all I got yeah yeah
0: yeah well and you have a really cool podcast oh it's thank so, you it's so
1: cool it's so thank cool. you yeah yes. fun but heavy is my podcast that I have with two of my friends we've been doing it for over a year now which is wild I remember when we were in the living room like doing a witchy holding hands and consecrating it
0: <laughs> yeah I mean that's my people this show is so the show is called Your Woo Woo Best Friend, and mm-hmm. it's basically me holding hands and doing witchy s- stuff with people. But we're doing it over earwaves, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Oh, earwaves. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
0: So I'm excited to talk to you. There's a lot of things we could talk about, mm-hmm. but I'm specifically I. So I've I've come to a couple of your most recent events, mm-hmm. and I there's some things that have really I've been really turned on by. Mm. So I want to talk about those things. But before we get into that stuff, let's let's just talk a little bit about what you're up to, what you do. I love that on your website it says that you make spirituality and self-care simple. So, mm-hmm. tell me how you do that for people.
1: Yeah, so I'm an astrologer by trade, um meaning that it's what I'm I it's the tool I use most often to get into the energy of specifically people. It feels like a portal to me. Um but I'm mostly just a spiritual seeker. I mean, I have been on this journey for seven-ish years now, um, officially, and then unofficially before that, when I became Buddhist at like 12 and was in the church when I was, um, I was in the church, you know, as I was born. Um, so yeah, I would say that for me, I think like I live my life, lots of wild things happen to me. And, um, I kind of read all the, but like, I just, it's my job to me to like understand what the nature of this matrix reality thing is and then to relay it. And so I think in the idea of like making spirituality and self care simple, it's like, it doesn't, ha- it, it it's this idea that like we're already spiritual because we're spirits and bodies. So this, this experience is innately spiritual. And so how do we get to the core back to that? Like how do we clear out all of the other stuff that has been conditioned into us? So that's really what the core of that is for me is understanding how we can, um, yeah. Clear all the bullshit. Can I say that? You sure can. Okay. Um, <laughs> and get back to the core of of the spirit and what our true mission is here in these little skin suits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so into it. And, and really that is a part of why this show is even coming to be. Mm -hmm. I I've all in my sphere, maybe not so much in the last five ish years because I've kind of shifted the places I hang out, but growing up, I was always the friend to my peers. That was the woo woo one that Mm -hmm. was like doing weird shit. And I wasn't really sure why, but I knew that it was helping me to connect deeper Mm. into something. And so with this show, my intention is that people can hear about things that maybe they want to try out or explore a little bit and maybe get a little freaky and just Mm -hmm. see what's out there for them. Because I think so much we... Yeah, I love how you I love how you said that. Just be, being a spirit means you have spirituality to you, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it's it it's scary. Like, am I am I going to step into spirituality? Am I going to explore spirituality? And in reality, it's just a part of who we be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into all the all the fun stuff, I am starting every episode just with a little astrology experience just to learn a little bit about you and if you would share with us what your big three are your sun your rising and your moon sign mm-hmm. we'd love
1: to we'd love to hear it yeah i am a cancer sun and a taurus moon and rising <laughs> Ooh. so um yeah. Before we got on this call, I was like, I have a huge delivery coming. It's just six ty- six kinds of Thai food. Um, mm-hmm. This is how I live. <laughs> okay. So, that,
0: that really makes sense. I'm a Taurus yeah. moon also. Okay. love that. And I only date Taurus men. So. Really? Yes. I'm th- really into Aquarians lately. Oh, I like
1: that. But that could be, I have a Venus, Mars, and Gemini. So.
0: Okay. I like it. I, I didn't intend for my life to be a series of Taurus men, but after like the fourth go round, I was like, well, clearly this is what I'm into.
1: Have you ever dated someone with the same birthday?
0: No, that's happening to me with
1: the Aquarians. Oh yeah. I it's interesting.
0: I have, okay. I I did date a series. It's like, okay, here's my (laughs) dating story. I dated a series of guys who were birthdays were 11th, 12th and 13th of May. And so that like, so then, you know, each, on like by the third one, I was like, "My God, which which is he?" My present partner Ben. So we've been together for six years, and now I've got his birthday. Obviously, pretty well memorized. Yeah. his is the twentieth. So at least it's not okay. the eleventh, twelfth, or
1: thirteenth. <laughs> so yeah, the succession. I wonder if like the relationships got more interesting, more evolved, more weird. Mm-hmm. They they got more
0: weird, and they were <laughs> each each time I uh, learned a little bit more of what I didn't want. So mm. you know. By, yeah, by the it, one, yeah, yeah, by the one on the 13th, I was like, okay, this is what, no, we're good. Love we don't that. want this. Yeah, because
1: mm-hmm. a Taurus is a Taurus is a Taurus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing about fixed Earth. So it's like, you take it or you leave it. Um, I think that's what is really beautiful about that idea of dating a bunch of Tauruses is like, it's more of like an exploration for you because <laughs> they they know who they are and they'll probably not really they'll move like a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left, stretch the branch out. But
0: yeah. 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 it was like, I already know what you're into. I did date a Virgo in between. I had one Virgo Mm. one time and whoa, that was, I, yeah, that was like, I I can't like the, the structure and the, my, I'm a cap rising. And so Mm. my Capricorn and his Virgo didn't, it just was like, I was like, we do structure my way, not your way. Mm. And his, his, uh, his approach to structure freaked me out.
1: So mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, Colin Bedell, who's another shelter was like, I really want to see you with a Virgo. And I was like, you're never, might not ever see that day, sweetie. Might not ever yeah. see that day. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, much love to all my Virgo people. Oh, totally.
1: But, <laughs> but I'm just I, like, I, don't I, think I, I think I would stress them out.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, that's entirely. How, yeah, completely. That's how I was. I was like, I'm doing things this way and you're doing things that way. And if we were in business together, perhaps it could, we could, Yeah, something might, it might make sense. We'd probably be arguing in the boardroom, but yeah. it'd be great. But yeah.
1: Not, yeah. Yeah. You can make it work sometimes with that kind of dynamic, but yeah. It depends on what you want out of love.
0: It's, it's so true. Okay. So speaking of love, you are, one of the things you're offering right now is about love and relationships, and I Mm -hmm. want to talk about that. Um, But in your lineup of really beautiful offerings, you do things from manifestation, sorts of events and teachings Mm -hmm. and trainings. You are teaching about 5D. You have this really cool thing called your team meetings. So, Mm -hmm. And then you're offering this love and relationship course right now. Yeah. So and then you're an astrologer by trade. So yeah, you got a lot. Going on. <laughs> you got a lot going on, and I, I am so into it. I so I came to your a couple of your team meetings.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: can you talk about what that really means in your sphere? What these team meetings, what the, what they involve?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, if anyone's noticed, it's getting very weird on this planet. Um, things are getting quite. Um, uncomfortable, a little freaky, a little questionable. And, you know, I've been doing this work for a long time, this work meaning spiritual work for a while now. And I feel like at this time, it's really important to be understanding who our people are and who uh, we resonate with right now and to be really building each other up and supporting each other uh, at this time specifically. So for me, the team meetings are kind of like people who feel like they resonate with the way that I talk about things because that's, you know, I think most spiritual people are saying the same thing. I think it's just the flavor that you like that you uh, are attracted to. And I think that's how you should choose is based on like what resonates with you in terms of someone's personhood and the way that they convey their messages. Um, So for me, the team meetings are really like coming together as a collective, as a team. Um, of spirits that have incarnated at this particular time, this particular moment, and that we all have seen this particular event and are coming together at this particular time. Um, and they're a combination of things. Usually I talk a little bit about the astrology. Sometimes I don't talk about astrology directly at all. Um, but usually it's channeled, like the the date of it is usually channeled, meaning coming from a higher source than me. And um, usually the content is channeled uh and it's a combination of the two so it's a combination of me kind of checking in with higher sources to see like what's needing to be talked about right now and then I kind of both riff from my own you know human kind of egoic uh filter right of of what this body and this experience has understood about this topic and also uh, weaving that in with uh sort of higher dimensional information. So that's kind of what the team meetings are to me. There's definitely so unfolding and I didn't really realize that that was the direction I'm going, but it is very much the direction I'm going as this like community group. Like this is the team, like we're in this together and I'm doing my best to be a conduit for everyone involved um, for their learning and and growth and um, support.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when so I want to, for my people that are like dipping their toe into this and starting mm-hmm. to just get a a little bit of a a little taste of what this stuff all really means. When you have an experience in which you are channeling a message that you're mm-hmm. going to share in the team meeting, mm-hmm. what does that what is that feeling like, or what is that experience like for you, so mm-hmm. that you can then bring it to the people that are in that community in that meeting?
1: Yeah, it depends on the source of the message. Um, I didn't, I had this is the first year I'd say like 2020 is the first year that I really came out as someone who can channel. Um, but it's been happening to me maybe my entire life, but definitely since I started doing astrology readings, which again, has been, it's been almost seven years or about seven years. So, um, so when I, when it's happening in readings, it's usually coming from, uh, ancestors or guides that are quite close to humanity, meaning their density is closest to human density. Those messages are very physical. Uh, I'm mostly clairsentient, claircognizant. Um, sometimes I do visuals and audio, but it's like a different kind of sense. So that feeling is really wild when it's coming from something that has a, a, a more density. Um, because it's, it feels actually like the middle of my body is shaking and that my, I'm going to split open. It's very uncomfortable. And for the longest time, I didn't know what that feeling was. And every time it would come on, I would just kind of be like, okay, maybe I'm tired. I don't know what's going on. Like, it would just feel like, oh, maybe I'm nervous. It's a, but it's a completely different feeling. And when I started actually listening to it, I was like, oh, there's a, there's an energy here that wants to have a message Sometimes it gets more intense uh, and then I'll have clairaudient or other types of experiences. Um, and sometimes they just are there. Um, and usually the person will kind of, for me, it's like the person has to be open to hearing the message. So that's one kind of version. The other version is uh, high, like less dense entities. So those are entities that are sort of like, that we've deified. So maybe they're like an ascended master or they're, you know, an extra or interdimensional, or they're like, you know, something that isn't as dense as, um, like a, something that's been human before. Um, then those messages are just telepathic. So that's just like a clear idea message comes into my brain without me thinking about it. So I'm not like, oh, I'm thinking about this thing. And then all of a sudden I'm connecting these dots because that's definitely how my cognition works is I go, oh, then that means this and like that's how my brain works. When I'm getting messages, just like it's very clear. It's very concise. It's very like matter of fact, basically. And then the feelings about that thing come afterwards. So that is less of a physical experience. Uh, sometimes it is. It depends on what the energy is and what I'm what I'm letting in. I don't know if that answers the question, but yeah, that's
0: that does answer the question. So for someone who, okay, well, let me back up. Can anyone potentially channel? Yes. Could, and for someone that is starting to perhaps experience some moments of that how can they pay attention to what's going on within them to turn that up a little bit? Or, or what's, what's the way to turn it up a little bit?
1: Um, to trust yourself, to trust that the messages are messages to trust that, to trust what's what you're getting. Um, I would say, you know, like I said, um, I spent a lot of time not kind of, saying that I can do this thing. And, and, you know, that was almost more painful because it would be like, I would get distracted in my readings and I wouldn't kind of be communicating about, I'm sorry for the sirens. It's New York city. (laughs) Um, so yeah, there was definitely like these, these moments of like, should I say this? Should I not? And like, but if I'm just crazy, what if this or that? And I still have those, uh, but it's to me, it's yeah. Trusting yourself and just acknowledging the message. So if you're starting to get a feeling or a weird thing, just saying like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? And just actually saying that out loud. Um, but also really making sure that you're protected, uh, setting boundaries. I, for one, do not like to see things. I'm like, don't move anything around me. Don't talk to me in a different voice. I don't want you to show up physically. Uh, all of those things will scare me and they'll make me feel crazy. So please don't do that. So, um, Setting boundaries is really important and also saying out loud, like, I only speak to things for the highest and greatest good of all, um, and are who are attached to the highest light. Um, so those are probably my top two tips are to trust yourself and to protect yourself. Um, because to me, I wouldn't advise anyone who's not already having some hints of it to try to channel. Yeah. Because then I think you're gonna connect to entities or deities or whatever that are most eager and, mm. and most, um, And maybe, yeah, I just don't know if that's a a great idea. I think if you would like to, then start with like following your intuition, start with like, um, trying automatic writing or, you know, just starting to meditate a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And just noticing when things arise, perhaps like ideas or little pings in the mind or just downloads of something to try out that perhaps Mm -hmm. you hadn't considered before, Could be messages coming through. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I want to talk to you about something else that you've spent some time on in your team meetings that Mm. I was also really into. And that is the idea of timelines Mm -hmm. and how we can shift our current reality or a past reality to a different... Experience through moving between timelines. I don't know if I'm explaining it yeah. right, but no, that's great. Um, but will you talk a little bit about that? What it what is a timeline? And we'll start there. Yeah. What's a timeline?
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is where it gets a little bit quantum. So I really want to just ask anyone who's listening to suspend their belief about how this whole thing works. This whole world thing works
0: step out of your normal brain yeah, and ideas of how things work.
1: And listen with your body. That's a really big tip that I have is like, how does it sit in your body? Um, You know, if it feels like a, like a calm sort of centered energy, it feels like in your chest, something like that. It might be a truth for you that you might not be able to cognitively process yet. So um in this dimension of reality, we're in the third dimension, right? Things there's objects that come out of um, that come out that we can touch, that we can see, that we can smell. You know, we have five senses. Like there's this very like three-dimensional reality. Um, in the larger grand scheme of things, uh, there are infinite possibilities of how we can receive the information through this dimension, through these senses, through this sort of sensory material. So timelines are kind of like, there's there are these little threads of infinite possibilities of how we can interpret and engage with what's around us already. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. so uh, for example, there's a timeline where I am where I g- live in New York City, get married, and have three children, potentially. Um, there's a timeline where I leave New York City, go to Georgia start a farm. There's a, you know, and so just think about it as infinite potential, infinite possibilities, right? And all of those timelines exist. How you know, first of all, you'll know what timeline you're in by looking around you, uh, by the plans you're making, by the feelings you're having, by the relationships you're in. Um, and then taking responsibility for that is probably the first step of engaging with timelines. Why would I have chosen this moment for myself? What, what would I need to be learning here? Um, and then being able to shift and say, okay, what lessons do I want to learn? Do I want to learn lesson of parenthood? Do I want to learn a lesson of being wealthy? Do I want to learn the lesson? of Because they're all lessons. It's not like anything's better than the other. And then from there, you can kind of actually just close your eyes and use your imagination to visualize that, um, that potential learning possibility. So. This is sort of cre- starting to create the reality in the imagination, which is which is a form of reality. Imagination is a form of reality. I don't believe we could think about something or conjure something up if it didn't exist somewhere, even if it's just in the quote unquote psyche in a very immaterial world. It exists somewhere because you can see it. Um so once you're there, once you're in that kind of very, uh, the least, maybe the least dense reality, starting to kind of visualize and see this like, oh, when I'm rich, I have a marble table and there's lots of light and I'm on the ocean. And uh, you can see like how how close are you to that feeling real to you? How close are you to that feeling like something that can be yours? Um And. That is where, like how close you are to that feeling real to you, real meaning your senses, real meaning, you know, how clear the vision is. That's how close you are to that timeline. And that's how close you are to then hopping to that timeline.
0: So when you're hopping from one timeline to another, Mm -hmm. how do you know you've done it? Or do you know you've done it? Um. Or does it matter if you know you've done it or not?
1: I don't think it matters. I think the trust is the the most important thing, but I do think you will see evidence. You'll see evidence because- You'll open your eyes and it'll be eleven eleven. You'll open your or you you open your eyes and you're like oh the the color is slightly different or the te- the the texture of this room is slightly different or the next time you go outside you see different things. Mm, yeah. um, the next time you have a phone call with someone they all of a sudden are t- you know I'm just going to use this example of being rich in the marble table and stuff like that. Um, they're like oh I just got this really cool new. Um, phone case, and it's like a marble, white marble phone case, right? Just where you're starting to pick up, you're like, Oh, it's coming in in these little specks of, of potential, right? And it's your job to see those as confirmations and to become the person that exists in that timeline. So then you have work to do. It's not like you're just like "Mm, I visualized it, and it is
0: now I'm moving to the beach. Yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) like
1: you have to become. So you know, maybe that person completely trusts the universe. Maybe that person, you know, works really hard, or maybe that. And you get to decide. You get to decide what that person does, and you can kind of feel it from being in that imaginative, uh, imaginative space. Um, But yeah, does it? Yeah, do you see evidence? Yeah, I think you'll see like you'll start to see little pieces of evidence for sure.
0: asked you a question in that team meeting that I was in with you about past timelines. Mm-hmm. And I, my question, I'm thinking back to what it was, but it was something along the lines of if you're no longer, and this is my experience, there was some things in my like younger mm-hmm. days, like my early 20s that were pretty traumatic and that for many years I was heavily triggered by. And I did a lot of work obviously to move out of those, those triggers. But now I, I have this, it's like, I know those things happened. I Mm. know those things are real Mm -hmm. somewhere, but they don't feel real in Mm -hmm. this current version of me. So I can talk about those things in a way that it's like, there's no trigger anymore. And I Mm. know that's partly because of the work I've done, but I also it's, it feels completely like it is removed from the space I live in presently. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think my question to you that day was, is that that's on a different timeline? So I'm I'm just no longer experiencing it the way I did then. Is that does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think the way that I'm actually uh, downloading it right now is like we. Um, There's kind of two visions that I'm seeing. It's really interesting. One is like a cord that's sort of attached to the back of our butt, let's say like a tail, right? Where as we're moving through the world, we're creating a timeline as we move. Then there's another image that I'm seeing where we are a sovereign being that hops from timeline to timeline. And the only thing that we carry with us is the bodily, because we are in 3d bodies is the bodily response and the bodily memory. And I identify more with this second version where, you when you change timelines, you might still have the body memories, which are which is what we call triggers, but you're not in that timeline anymore. Um, So does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Whereas the tail one, I think is interesting, because it's kind of like you're creating a thread or you're creating a timeline. Um, And I think that is our choice is what I'm hearing is like that it's our choice to either carry these past timelines with us as a cord attached to our back Mm, or it's our choice to to be like actually i'm sovereign and when i change when i when i shift timelines i shift um entirely i shift i shift my possibilities i shift my past i shift everything with it and um you know, but the issue with that kind of sovereignty is uh the way that we've been working, which is like where all these terms like 5D and all the, you know, whatever you want to call it, this new world that we're entering into is different is that in the past, there was this linear version of time and linear version of memory. And we're shifting that right now, which a lot of people can sort sort of understand. Um by what's experienced in your life like you know how well can you remember what you did 2 hours ago 2 months ago 2 weeks ago what does that look like oh time is a blur oh interesting um so uh yeah i'm trying to figure out what i was saying so this idea that yeah so but when you're completely sovereign then you have to detach also from the identity and the the attachment that you've created to what has happened to you and i think that gets really hairy when it comes to trauma um So I don't know how much I want to tell people what to do or how to be or what's there's And I just want to always say, like, there's no better option. There's no like higher, you know, it's just like if you experience a trauma and your entire life is entirely entrenched in that and entirely entrenched in your identity is entirely entrenched in that, that is an okay way to exist. It's a valid way to exist. There Mm -hmm. are also other options. And so I think what we're talking about now is like different options.
0: Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. So in in my experience, it's, yeah, it wasn't like one day it just stopped being a trigger. I did a lot of, I, you know, took on a lot of different approaches to find my way into just a different way of processing, a different way of being, a different way of experiencing it. And as you're talking about this this cord or this tail, like one of my practices that I do often is cord cutting practices, right? Mm-hmm. And still, I can bring some of those experiences into mind on purpose, yeah, with the intention of checking to see is the cord, the energetic mm. cord between me and those experiences, is it like reattaching, or is mm. it, um, is it kind of just starting to? I don't know. It's kind of cycle back into my energetic space and I just Mm -hmm. check that stuff Mm -hmm. and I I think that certainly has helped but it is it is it is an interesting place to be to like think I know it's real I know it happened Mm -hmm. but it doesn't live with me now and I don't live with it now
1: yeah and also that you get to decide what real and happened means yeah you get to decide what you get to define real you get to define past for yourself no one gets to define that for you
0: yeah Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned 5D. So tell us, what does 5D mean? What is 5D?
1: Yeah, this is, uh, I feel less attached to this, this idea of it being a specific title, right? Of like the fifth dimension, 5D. I just know that this planet is changing. And one of the ways that I've seen my peers describe it is that we're going, we're ascending to the fifth dimension. Now, uh, would I love to say that it's going to be like a material change where the whole earth turns like a really iridescent blue and we're all kind of like skating on air and like laughing? Like I do see that version sometimes and I think it's quite beautiful. Do I think that that's how it's going to look? No. Uh I think to me, fi- the fifth dimension is the idea of all of us individually existing on a frequency, which a frequency is just a feeling that you frequent. Um A place that you frequent, right? With your energy uh, that we're frequenting or frequenting this frequency of the fifth dimension, which is uh, being able to leap from what's go, what's your, what you're seeing in front of you to knowing that none of that is as, uh, all of that is as real as you want it to be, instead of thinking that it's the only thing that's real. So the fifth dimension is really this idea of like, we're going to a, adi- we, we have an opportunity as a collective because we've hit the kind of hundred monkeys, whatever you want to call it amount of people that are interested in spirituality. They're interested in leveling up, that are interested in rewriting their cognition for success. That there's enough of us where we could actually collectively start to live at this level of entire, you know, complete sovereignty, complete responsibility. Um, and complete control, not control. I would say, cause I do think there, there are definitely limits to. This experience, like it's there, you know, there's, there's purposes, there's contracts, whatever here, but having complete freedom as to how we want this dimension in reality to look, um, because again, it's, it's, everything is based on your perception. Like even me and Andy, the table that my computer is sitting on, we're both going to see the color slightly differently. We're both going to see, we're both going to see it as beautiful or ugly. We're going to, there's so many different, there's going to be details that I miss that she'll see. Right. So there's like, even in that perceptual reality that we live in, we're already in different pages. We already, uh, already exist in our own reality. And so at this point, there's a, there's a, there's a possibility, or there's a, there's kind of like an open door for humans and for people who live in this kind of like collective that we all understand as the third dimension to start seeing and perceiving and experiencing this dimension differently. So hopefully that makes sense. I know, again, it's like suspending your disbelief.
0: Yeah. And if somebody wants to explore that for themselves what are the ways that they can start to just show up for themselves each day to step into a 5d way of being
1: yeah uh i have three things one is to meditate find your own form of meditation it could be closed eyes movement it could be closed eyes humming it could be closed eyes sitting on a mat very traditional it could be um you know, there, there's lots of different types of meditation, find your form and 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 return to it often because that's going to center you. And it's going it, to whenever you close your eyes, you're not attached to the this physical reality as it is. And you're not creating stories about that physical reality. So meditation is really important. The second one is to trust yourself. And that's what I was talking about earlier with channeling, like trust when you have a feeling, when you have a thought, like trust those things. Um, allow them into your field, allow them to settle, think about what they mean, interact with them as if they're entities outside of you because they kind of are, um, and see like, do I want to invite this in as a, as a truth? Do I want to invite this in as a reality? Do I want to, um, how do I want to play with this? And just like trust it. Um, and then my third thing would be find your favorite technique for rewiring your conditioning because we are all, we are all conditioned, meaning, uh, from birth we have been taught a language we have been taught a way to interact with people we have been taught a way to see color to categorize to to um to understand all of that is conditioning and all of that will uh, eventually limit you if you're wanting to go into these different states of of understanding uh, because even when i even if i say when i close my eyes and i can see with my third eye something a vision that's not this it's not the same sight it's not this. So it's like language can't even describe it, which then makes you not want to trust yourself. So really, um, these three things to me really go hand in hand, like a space for connecting with the divine, connecting with yourself outside of this physical form and what's around you, trusting it, trusting what comes, trusting what comes in meditation, the way that you meditate, all that kind of stuff. And then the third being whenever you do find your conditioning coming up, finding ways to deal with it. And maybe that's through breath work or maybe that's through NLP or maybe that's through EFT tapping or maybe that's through. Um uh there's lots of different you know therapies and ways to kind of move through um your conditioning, so finding your favorite tool for that
0: I love all those I love those recommendations, and I love all those tools mm-hmm. trying out those tools and you you just said something okay when i I'm thinking back to the the timeline conversation and you just said something that see if it's a if if it's a truth you want to explore, which also, I'm hearing that there are many truths you could explore. So in mm-hmm. this time on, on the planet, in mm-hmm. this particular skin suit, you could choose a variety of truths and they could all be a really amazing ride for you. Yeah. And so I think what I'm getting from that is we shouldn't be so afraid to make the wrong
1: choice because there could be many great ones. Uh, I don't believe in wrong choices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because there's infinite possibilities and they all, they've they all been taken into consideration. So, um, and I believe we're all guided as well. So it's like if you are supposed to see your grandmother, uh, let's say you're contracted to see your grandmother, but you um, get off the train to see your brother. I don't know. This is really strange examples. <laughs> um, you will eventually get to your grandmother's house. Like there will be something that happens. It will be like you guys end up at a park that's really close to your grandma's. And you're like, oh, I should go over there or your grandma will get sick. And so you have to go see, you know, it's like there will be many opportunities if you're quote unquote, even a little bit quote unquote off track, let's say there will be. That's why it's so important to trust yourself and to trust those little nudges and those little signs, because they are what trying to show you like, oh, this is actually your highest timelines over there, your highest timelines over there. Mm-hmm. so I don't think there are any wrong choices. Um, and you know, this, this dimension is really for us to learn in. So as long as you're yeah. learning,
0: it's like a really cool choose your own adventure book and you're going to end up at the same place, no matter which route yeah. you pick. Yeah. What I love about this conversation is just the freedom to you saying you don't believe in wrong choices. I I feel the same. It's, it's all an experience we have to have to just get us to that, that, that next turn on the path to whatever the destination might be. So mm-hmm. it's just a really freeing. It's freeing to hear it.
1: Mm. You're
0: yeah. not really going to fuck it up.
1: You really are. Yeah, and even if you did, even if we did believe in wrong choices, it's like, okay, so so what? You made so what? Aren't you here to fuck up? Like, isn't that what this is? You know, yeah. I don't know. It is. I just don't take this this life so seriously anymore. It's a game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I feel that. Okay. So we're going to close with, I've got five questions for you. Mm-hmm. And I chose five questions for this five year that we are in.
1: Ooh, yeah. Hmm.
0: And, and the 5D that we're in, yeah. entering into. That's not why I chose it originally, but now I...
1: Now it's all connected. I, it's
0: all connected. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So the first question is, tell us about an object or charm that is special to you.
1: Mm, I, I have two of them, I feel like. One is a necklace that I've been wearing since I really started my spiritual journey. And it's like a little hand with like palmistry symbols on it. And I didn't really, I just kind of like liked the hand because my, my grandma and my mom are both artists and they're really into hands and their work. Um, so I would say that, but also on Christmas of 2020, um, I did like this tarot reading and it was basically like, you need to be working with the goddess. You need to be like initiated, which I was like, uh, like so annoyed by honestly, cause I just feel like I have a quite, I have quite big stigma or bought into the stigma around goddess work and stuff like that quite heavily. But I now wear, uh, a big, um, like blessings mother, like French talisman around my waist. Oh, beautiful. Um, like as a, cause waist beads are, um, a spiritual talisman and, uh, African, a lot of African, um, traditions. So it's kind of like a relationship to that.
0: You're such a goddess by the way.
1: Oh, so I mean, you, you totally are. <laughs> Thank you. So,
0: you know, do that work. I like Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. So beautiful. Okay. What is a book that changed your life?
1: Quantum Healing by Deepak Chopra. Oh, yeah. Um, When I found out about the holographic universe, (laughs) casual, look it up. Look up the holographic universe theory. Um, There's a book. There's YouTube videos. There's like an eight-hour YouTube series. Um, And it freaked me out deeply. And then I got Quantum Healing. I don't know. Like, obviously, it was all synchronized. um, And that book is... Wow. And I'm going to do, it's going to be a part of my book club, um, coming up later this year. So if you want to read it together, then find me and let me know.
0: I will totally join and I will read it again yeah. with you.
1: It's very yes. exciting.
0: Okay. Tell me about an experience or moment that changed your life in a profound way.
1: Um, I feel that about every moment in my life. I, I would say that when I found out about the holographic universe theory, that was a huge turning point in my journey. That was probably four ish years ago for, yeah, about four years ago. Um, and that really, cause before I was like, you know, when I was a kid, my grandma taught me about fairies and that they were real and I would write poems to animals and I was just like a weird kid. Um, and, um, how does that connect with what I'm saying? It's all profound. What were we, oh yeah these moments okay um, so but so my spiritual journey up until then was very like earthy and very like er, you know I'm trained in herbalism and like lots of stuff like that like is very like crystals and like astrology and like I understood those all connected and like spirit guides and animals and all that stuff uh, but then when I found about the holographic universe theory I was like oh, okay now I understand this on a more quantum level and it was just days like it was days of me walking through the streets I was living in Tucson at the time just like just M- floored by the idea that only what we like things only exist as we see them um so that was a huge turning point in my life and my journey and yeah
0: yeah I love that That's have it. you
1: have you watched the holographic universe the youtube eight series? Part series no okay no
0: so now now I gotta get into it yeah it's very it.
1: it's scientists like you know this is a site there's a bunch of theories about the universe there's solopsism and absurd you know there's so many different ones the holographic universe theory I don't know what it falls under but it's yeah fascinating stuff and it's but the series is science-based so it's a little bit dense
0: cool yeah I'm, I'm into it okay tell me about
1: something that you do for your health and wellness um I do yoga every day um and I've been doing that for oh around the same time is when I found out about the yeah so about four years now Um, I, I do it. It's mandatory. I have to do it before I look at my phone. Um, like I set my phone in airplane mode before I go to sleep. I'm not allowed to take it off airplane mode until I do my meditation, do my journaling and, um, do my yoga. Such a good practice. So good. Yeah. Okay. Proud of myself lastly, for that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I, I, have, I have to set a, I have a specific time that I, re, I am required to show up for mm. my meditation and yoga practice in the morning. And I do Kundalini yoga in the morning and I have to be on the, basically like on the mat mm. at a certain time as if I'm showing up to someone's class. Mm. Otherwise I will get on the phone and do all the stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, well, I don't want to let her down and not show up for her class mm. today, which her class is really
1: me. But it's got it's the goddesses class. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's so is. mom's class.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> then the last question for you is tell me about a moment you knew that
1: magic was real. Oh, geez. Oh, okay. This is another one from Tucson. Um, geez, I have so many stories, but I think this is the one that I like uh, this floored me. So, um, as in the bathtub, I used to live in Tucson, Arizona, turn on the air conditioning so that I could take a hot bath. So extra, Taurus Moon. Hello, so Taurus. Yeah, like come on, you're wasting so much energy. I don't know. Um I was in the bath as a, you know, candles, incense, the whole deal. And deities used to come to me in the bath a lot. It was interesting in Tucson. and um, I just was like, I need to know that I'm on the right path or something like that. It was a it was an ask for confirmation. It was like an asking you shall receive a sign. And I heard blueberries. And I was like, "Um, I think that, I was like, maybe I fucked that up. Maybe (laughs) it should be, you know, I was like, that doesn't make any, I'm in the desert. There's no blueberry, but like, whatever they're going to do, go to the store. Like, what? So then I said, okay. Um, And I just kind of got out of the bath and I was kind of thinking about like, nothing really. I don't think actually. I think I was just kind of like getting on with my day. Had to go to the grocery store later. Um, so it's like, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store. And then I was walking and I was like, but is it going to be cliche where I'm just going to look at the blueberries and then what? So then I was walking and I just decided to go a different way than I usually do. I usually go in like an L shape, but this time I kind of took through the neighborhood and I was walking past this house and this yippee dog comes out. Um, and it was running so fast that its back legs like fell out from under it and it started sliding. And so I turned around to like, look at it and take a picture or video of it. Cause I was like, oh, this is funny. And then as I'm turning back around, I see blueberries spilled all over mm.
0: the next house's
1: driveway. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't been there even a day because it was too hot for them to be still blueberries. Like they yeah. were shriveled and gross and smashed. And I was like, oh my God, blueberries. And I took a picture because I was like, this is ins-. like, I mean, I was just like really floored by that. And also the fact that, I was going to miss them. Like I had walked past them. Uh, but this dog yelling at me and like, you know, the, the universe is like, give her something funny. Uh, so she turns around. So yeah, that was really profound for me. Yeah.
0: Total magic. And even just the moment of taking the different path to the grocery store yeah. than you normally would. It was all. It was and all I had to trust happening. it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, I want to turn. Why do I, I don't care. Like it's going to the grocery store. What does it matter the way that I get there? Um, there's no more shade on this, on this street. So yeah.
0: And the yippee dog is like, I got your magic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So
0: into it. Okay, cool. Okay. So before we go, tell us
1: all what you've got coming up, where we can find all your stuff. Yeah. 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 So I have like quite a few things in the pipe that I, don't know if I can talk about it yet or not. One of, But the thing that I'm doing right now is I'm doing a group coaching, Love and 5D, but that's starting, like, very, very soon. Um, I might offer that again, so just keeping that on your radar. But my Love and Relationships sort of content portal, which is separate from that, but it's, like, all of the actionable stuff about it, that will be opening um, later in spring. Cool, cool. Um, I, yeah, I'm still doing, like, team meetings, events, and stuff like that. If you get on my, my newsletter is probably the best place to, get in touch with me, obviously also on Instagram so that you can kind of see what I, how I am before you join something with me. Um, those two things and yeah, probably we'll do abundance healing again. I just kind of have rolling stuff and I just sort of do things as I'm called to do them. Like as I'm literally like, they're like, Oh, you're doing this now. Um, but right now it's like love and relationships and then it will kind of go into, uh, abundance stuff. And yeah, My next team meeting is on the 28th of February. Beautiful.
0: Okay. I will see you. I will see you in one of those things for sure. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Like, I just feel like your energy is so important on this planet right now. You're such like a clear, even right now, like the image of, of Andy sitting, it's like these tones. She like matches the paint and then she has like gold (laughs) and her eyes are clear. And it's just like, wow, a beacon. Okay. I, um, so. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm very happy that you're on this planet at this time and happy to know you. Back at you, sister. Thanks for
0: joining me. Okay. What did I tell you? She is so magical. Go give her a follow. Go check out everything that she is up to. Go take her workshops. I will be a student in those workshops side by side with you because everything she does really comes from such a beautiful place she truly is such a goddess and when she is channeling messages in her workshops bringing things forward that are being handed to her from masters and teachers and guides the way that she shares the information really is soul-filling connecting considering the whole considering community and i just I love being with her. So I hope you have loved this episode. If you would be so kind as to share the episode with anyone who you think this episode might resonate with, I would love that. I'm forever grateful. We are just getting started over here on this show, and I love you for being here from the beginning. If you want to give Jaleesa a follow, all of her information will be in the show notes and of course, I would love for you to follow the show. We've started a show Instagram. The Instagram is your woo woo BFF. Of course, I'm Andy. You can follow me at weewee girl. And we have some additional amazing interviews to come. In this first season, I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. It would mean the world to me if you leave us a review. Send me a message, a DM. Let me know you've done so so I can give all the shout outs, share all the gratitude, the thanks, the love with you for supporting me from this very early part of this show being out in the universe. Thank you so much for being here. Much love. Much love.